0: This is Amplify You, the podcast about you discovering your message and broadcasting it. You're a coach, author, speaker, and you're looking for the best return on your time and investment. We're giving
1: you full access to how we're running our podcast, how our clients have found success, and what you can do to launch your pod. We're brother and sister. Join our family as we
0: unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure.
1: Let's get amplified. Hi, Amplify You family. Michelle Abraham here today, and I am brought bringing you an amazing guest today. His name is Aman Agai, and Aman I met a few a few months ago, actually in person. But I've known about Aman for so long. He is a legend in the online marketing space. He has built so many different courses and programs over time, and he also has got a podcast that was just super successful. And how. We're going to talk about today how he's relaunching it all. So um, I know you heard in the introduction more about Amon, and I want to dive more into your story, Amon. So tell us a little bit about you, where you got started in the online marketing space. And thank you for being with us here on Amplify You as our Ask the Expert um, interview.
0: Absolutely. First of all, thank you, uh, thank you very much for having me here, Michelle. I'm super excited for being on the show and uh, sharing a little bit of my story and history and everything with everyone on the call. And uh, about how I started with online marketing. That goes back to many, many, many years ago when I was studying my MBA. uh, There was back then it was two thousand four and there was this new thing called MBA in online business and I was like, you know what, it seems like future, so I'm gonna just study instead of executive MBA or other type of MBAs. I'm gonna study MBA in online business. And kind of that's how I started my journey as um like with online business and stuff like that, and I've done super cool stuff and projects back then about e-citizen, e-health, you know, all type of things and like how to automate your entire life and everything else. Um, back back then were like just there were just ideas and stuff like that, and uh, we created lots and lots of stuff. But in 2009, I uh, immigrated to Canada and I decided to. Um, kind of become an international professional public speaker. And as part of that, kind of we added started, like I started using my online marketing knowledge into building my business as a public speaker. And the whole combination led me into creating online courses and, um, a few months later, I knew that I'm known as one of the top 26 online marketers in the world, with you know being ranked like number seven online marketer in the world by by you know webinar jam and lots of other tools and stuff like that. I was just anyhow, just uh, just some uh, mesh of a thing started and created this whole journey, um, which was uh, which is a ton of fun and. Um, Right now, I have 53 online courses, and uh, my company does around 600 live events a year, and we um, do lots of webinars and um, you know lots of lots of automated funnels on one side, lots of uh, speaking gigs on one side, and then um, the whole thing is uh, automation system in the online marketing in between. Um, but I'm a serial entrepreneur as well, so this is not only for one company; this is for between several other companies that I have. But um, I also started everything in 2010, kind of like after I immigrated to Canada, um, uh, the plan was to move to Canada and then my money follow us and when we landed here, it didn't. And um, 2009 was right after 2008 recession and I couldn't speak English properly at the time. So I started searching for one job after another, after another, and um, kind of didn't find anything And Literally when I started this business that I have right now, like Success Road Academy, I started this when I was 17 days away from becoming homeless. So sometimes when I talk to entrepreneurs and um, they say, you know, I'm starting from scratch, I say, well, thank God you can still speak English. And uh, you know, and you're just kind of not at the verge that you don't have the rent to pay or money to buy food. Uh, And um, that's where I started my business in 2010 uh after losing everything and um restarting from scratch so uh, i've i've seen all sides of entrepreneurship you know having um no money no connections even not being able to speak the language um all the way to running multiple like right now i'm running three seven figure companies so um anywhere from the beginning of entrepreneurship all the way to um you know being what's called by the society the success and
1: yeah
0: um you know anyhow that's all (laughs) big mesh of my journey
1: (laughs) just wow like your story alone is just insane like i can't imagine what that was like being that close to being homeless and not speaking the language and having to start all over again really makes the rest of us be like, what is our problem? We have not have any excuses, right? Like, you know, we can speak English and you know, we're not a few days away from being homeless. Like, Holy smokes. Wow. Your story is so inspiring. And I just, I would love to back it right back up to there. What were the first couple of things that you did to get yourself out of that position and get going on the road to success?
0: So, um Technically, the morning of 17 days away from becoming homeless, there's a whole story, like all the details, I'm not going to go to all the details, but then 17 days away from becoming homeless, I knew like we were on the countdown, we were like 29 days, 28 days, 27 days, like I knew if it hits the end of the month and we don't have the money to pay the rent and uh, we don't have the money to buy food, like I knew like we had this countdown with my wife that we were heading toward becoming homeless. And, um, like, I was actually. um, There were times there was an area in downtown Vancouver called Hastings Street. And um, I actually, like, there were times that I was on a bus, I was passing Hastings, and I was imagining my life, like, what's going to happen, like, how am I going to survive on this street, and what we should sleep on. And, like, I was planning, like, literally planning the homelessness and what's happening. And 17 days uh, away, I, um, I decided to start my own business. I said, if you don't give me a job, I'll, I'll build my own job. And I start my own business. And, um, and the first thing I did, I knew that um, as, a, as a business owner, uh, I, that first company was a web design company. And I said, "As uh, like, you look. Know, want to be a web designer who can't speak English you want to build some branding some something around your brand so that night I decided to start something called Vancouver Business Network so uh, I went on meetup.com I started Vancouver Business Network and in a matter of a second I became the founder of Vancouver Business Network who happened to have a web design company you see like there is a difference in the branding of that right and then um, that day I went to get a haircut and I talked to my hairdresser, you know, like that was the first time I actually met this hairdresser and, uh, and you know, the first question the hairdressers ask you is, you know, what do you do? And I, I just said, I help people to increase their sales from the internet. And, um, so how do you do that? And I um I really didn't know what to tell him because just kind of like was still thinking about this. So it was just kind of right. But then I'm also good with marketing and online marketing. So I said, um, when you're done with my hair, we go to the cashier and I just show you and went to the cashier I got a pen and paper from him. And I started interviewing him as if he's an actual paying client and um draw a website for him on a piece of paper. And he was very impressed. He said, um, I'm one of the most connected people in the industry, uh, but I'm, I'm a hairdresser, but I know a lot of my marketers. And nobody has been able to explain this to me, the way that you explained it to me. Um, I was like, wow, great. And he's going to buy something, but he didn't. So that was <laughs> a support. But then three days later, he uh, called me. He's like, you know, I'm sitting here with a person who has been trying to increase her sales from the internet for the past uh, three years. and..." Um, and she hasn't been able to do it. Can you sit with her and talk to her? I said, absolutely. And I uh, went for coffee like half an hour later. And uh, at the end of the conversation, she paid me $1,800 uh, to design her website. And um, that $1,800 paid the rent of the month I bought us some food. And then uh, the month after, uh, she paid me another $1,800 to build another piece of her business. And um then long story short, like kind of like and my wife got a job and I got more clients and mm-hmm. um, you know and we started like continuing the whole thing and uh, I took the business to six figures in about 18 months and that was the time that um, like people started noticing that I'm doing something different. So they started asking me about advice about how to build a business. And um, I started coaching one person and two people and five people and 10 people. And then my coaching business grew bigger than my web design and search engine optimization company. Mm -hmm. And um, I decided to keep the coaching and let go of the web design. And kind of like the rest is the history to, you know, how that led to course creation and online courses and uh, webinars and, um, you know, all, all the other things that happened after that, the podcasts and
1: yeah wow that was a
0: natural progression after that
1: wow what a story that's amazing and just like your willingness not to give up during that time and just you know have faith that it's going to happen and wow that's so incredible now we share a passion for helping entrepreneurs who want to make a difference in the world why did you choose to help those kind of entrepreneurs
0: oh that goes to my childhood actually um So when I was growing up, my dad was an entrepreneur and he was a really good entrepreneur, Uh, but then he used to work really hard, like he always worked really hard and um, uh, there were times that although we were living in the same home, he would come home after we slept and we would leave home before we woke up. So there were like periods of time that I hadn't seen my dad for three months in a row, Um, although we were living in the same home. So... Like as I grew up, I started questioning everything. When I was 12, I went to him. I was like, Dad, when do you want to stop this craziness? I said, kid, as soon as you turn 18, uh, I'm going to retire. And I was the youngest kid at home. I as soon as you turned 18, I'm going to retire, which would make him 53. I mean, said to I mean, well, that's fantastic. I'm going to work so hard and, um, you know, I do everything, but then retire at 53. And he wanted to uh, buy an RV with my mom and then go travel uh, to Asia and Africa and Europe and, like, see, see everything in the world. And so we're, like, really happy for them. And um, when he turned 15... My dad was diagnosed with a disease called ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those of the audience members who don't know that, uh, ALS kills a patient within three to five years. And uh, when I turned 18, my dad passed away. And that was the time that he wanted to retire. So he never retired. He never enjoyed his life. He died with massive amount of regrets. And... uh that shaped a passion in me to work with entrepreneurs, to build a business that served their life purpose, not a business that um, is just good financially, but a business that every step of the way, uh, served their life purpose. And so mm-hmm. that's just kind of like, this the foundation of uh, everything I did in my life. Since I was 18, every company I had, every business mm-hmm. I had, every thing I did was on um, serving entrepreneurs to build a business that is aligned with their life purpose. And, Save them time and create automations and all of those stuff for them.
1: Wow, your dad would be proud. You know that's so that's so inspiring. And you know, having an entrepreneur for a father myself growing up, I see how hard they he worked in like so many businesses and successes and failures. And oh my gosh, it's just it was so hard to see. If you know, doing things now the way we can do things and we have the tools, and um, To do things so differently now that we can really build a business around our lifestyle and make sure that we don't miss out on those moments with our kids. And those now you've taken full advantage of what your dad would have done when he retired. Now you're traveling all over the world with your wife. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: Yeah, so my wife loves traveling and um, she wants to see every country in the world. Uh, There are actually very few women who have seen every country in the world. I Mm. think they're like 14 or 15 women wow. uh, who have seen every country in the world. And my wife wants to be one of the first 100. Um, so, um, so yeah, so over the past two and a half years, we've been to 44 countries and um, we're traveling a lot and uh, we enjoy traveling. Uh, both of our businesses are online. My wife has her own business as well. And her business is online and my business is online. And so we can be wherever we want, whenever we want. And yeah, um, yeah, it's always fun at this particular second we are recording this. I am in Vancouver in my home studio, but uh, but most days I'm actually on the road and um, yep, we're just kind of in the next interesting, exciting place. And um, it's actually very, very, uh, it's a ton of fun, and at times can get tiring. We don't have any kids. So that helps a lot uh, with being able to travel. And so, um, yeah. That's, that's awesome right mm-hmm.
1: traveling is my next passion too so I'm at 47 countries right now but having you know having two small children it's kind of slowed down the numbers growing up there but I love your wife's enthusiasm to reach to every country in the world that's amazing I love that maybe I'm gonna think about that as well as something I didn't know that so few women had actually been to every country in the world that's very cool amazing yep. Now, I want to jump into something I heard you say. I was at an event that you put on a few weeks ago. Uh, It was, yeah, a few weeks ago now. And you said something that when you, so you had a podcast, which is relaunching soon. We're going to talk about that in a minute. When you said something on stage that really sparked my interest and really made me go, wow something that you put at the call to action at the end of your podcast. And like, I've got to bring them on onto the show, not only to share your amazing story and all the wonderful things that you're up to, but like this one thing alone, I think will change the lives of a lot of podcasters. So tell us a little bit about this call to action you have at the end of your podcast and what that did for your business.
0: Perfect. So um, first of all, one of the challenges that podcasters have, and now some of you podcasters may really don't like me because of what I'm about to say, but, <laughs> but
1: it's okay. I have
0: many reasons, you know. Um, okay. A lot of podcasters have, have the podcast that is mainly on
1: interviewing
0: other people, and that's super fun and great, but then the challenge with that is monetizing that. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, there are lots of ways of monetization, but there is no way better monetization than actually selling your mentorship programs. I mean, um, if your podcast is generating mentorship clients for you, um, there is absolutely no other way that anything, any monetization can come close to it. And the way that I always look at it is that if your podcast has listeners and, um, and people are listening to it. Interviewing other people is putting other people on the spotlight, and you are losing the prime section of your own podcast uh, for your own benefit. Like you're you're you are having this show and all of this like amazing thing, but then you are giving the prime focus to somebody else instead of using it for yourself. Now, there are some benefits to that. Obviously, everybody knows you, Michelle, as opposed to me, right? In the long term, however. It's okay, I have the same
1: philosophy as you, as you. <laughs> I teach the same way. <laughs>
0: so, so as long as then about uh, but then with the podcast that all the episodes are interview series, you know, that that's like and I know that you you have a different model than you have like right? a couple of interviews and one yourself, like a couple of interviews on yourself, right? Am I am I remembering this correctly? Right. Yep, totally. uh, so Yeah. can do that, right? So yeah, yep. but um, yeah, so so that's one thing that you definitely want to have a few episodes that's just you. You are training. You are talking, mm-hmm. right? And the next piece of that, the biggest place that I see podcasters lose money is on the call to action. Which there is no call to action. The call to action is, hey, you know, like subscribe to my podcast, go to you know, go get like on my mailing list and stuff like that. Instead of um, instead of having an invitation for people to fill in an application form to work with them one on one. Or, or like in a mentorship program or something like that. So one of the things I do in, in my shows and my podcasts and stuff, we have a URL on our website, uh, forward slash apply. So my website is
1: successroadacademy.com.
0: And so we have this URL called successroadacademy.com forward slash apply with an application form. For people to fill in so they can work with us in, our, in one of our mentorship programs. And at the end of every episode, anything I do, I have this invitation for people, which kind of I'm gonna say it slowly so people can write it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like this has made me hundreds of thousands of dollars. So mm-hmm. you write it down. I mean, like it's literally a simple sentence. But at the end of every episode, I say something like this. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast and If you are an entrepreneur and don't have a mentor who can take your hand and walk you every step of the way to help you achieve the results that you want to achieve in your business, please go to slash apply and fill in an application form to work with a mentor. One of my team members will get on the phone and have a free one-on-one conversation with you on how one of our mentorship programs can help you grow your business. So make sure to go to success RoadAcademy.com forward slash apply and fill in the application form now generally on every podcast on every show i used to get five to seven people go to successroadacademy.com forward slash apply but these people are people who are listening to my podcast one of the coolest things about podcasts is that most people listen to the entire podcast to the entire show these people have a relationship with me already know me they go to our website, and then every week, my team was converting three to five people to our $10,000 mentorship program. Now, that just on its own, we were generating 30 to $50,000 a week from my podcast. And these are not podcasts we're having like tens of thousands of listeners. First of all, there are lots of podcasts that say, oh, we have 1 million downloads. We have like 5 million downloads. And I'm like, so what?
1: Yeah, Yeah, that's great. But how many many people are
0: (laughs) actually listening to your podcast? How many people even know they are downloading your podcast because the tools are downloading your podcast automatically? That means nothing. How many people are actually listening to that podcast that is being downloaded, Right. Mm -hmm. Because I was doing my podcast on blog talk radio and I was doing it live, Mm -hmm. I could actually see how many people are listening to it live. And the reality is that there were only 50, 70, 100 people were listening to it live. So we didn't have like hundreds of thousands of people listening to it, right? There were like 50, 70, 100 people were listening or 150 people were listening live. But then out of that, there were like five to seven people applying online. Mm -hmm. And three to five people, rate of 10K. So that's like just just kind of putting that into perspective mm-hmm. of, you know, how big of a difference it can make if you have a proper call to action, if you have a proper show. Um, that's huge. Now, one thing with my podcast is that my podcast was focused on one particular marketing technique every single week, right? So I would sit there, I would, I would teach for an hour live, on on a particular topic and that was my failure also as my podcast because every week I was talking about a different topic Mm -hmm. and we're getting three to five clients so then the three to five clients would come on a different topic on board so then we needed to give them mentors, but then my mentors didn't have the knowledge on all the aspects that I was talking about right so one week would get a person who wanted to write a book, one week could get a person who wanted to do a live event, one week would get a person who wanted to do a podcast. And then the mentors who were working for me, they didn't have all that knowledge. They're like, Iman, you have done it, but we haven't done it for ourselves. So that was why I stopped my podcast, mm. because my podcast was about so many different topics. Instead of being focused on one thing. And now that we are relaunching it, we are relaunching it about one particular topic. So every week we we have one call to action toward one beginning point. So then that way we can actually make it super focused and um, help people better and also the company can grow better. Um, Having that, not having that focus, although we were having great success with clients but then we also had an overwhelm on how to deliver mm-hmm. the packages we were selling and that that's why i stopped even
1: yeah okay. well there's one thing to be too successful at something and have to stop <laughs> and maybe at least it wasn't from the crickets right, yeah, uh, exactly right. And,
0: and both of it is actually challenging like not having yes. enough clients or having enough clients that want different services that you 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 will have hard time offering
1: mm-hmm.
0: both are actually pretty challenging
1: absolutely so going into this relaunch of your podcast are there any i know you were talking about um relaunching your show are there any other strategies that you're using um now this time around um which i'm assuming is a few years later than your first time around um any anything different that you've picked up along the way
0: talking about first time around first (laughs) then okay so i was actually teaching a course called credibility mastery boot camp uh last weekend and i was telling my students that sometimes you don't realize that overnight success is like it takes years and years and years and okay. uh, one of the things is that for example i it, like it, like this show that is being launched i don't even know how many a show this is going to be that i've launched you know in my life um i remember in 2010 probably that was the first show i did or 2011 that was the first show i did which was actually live in person interview with uh, people. It was called Experts Marketing Cafe. And um, I, I bought this uh, Kodaks that I ate uh, um, camera with a microphone. And then I bought two chairs and a, and a, and a fireplace. Okay. And I would sit in front of this. Like People actually physically would come to my office. I would sit in it. I would interview people and that was my first show and we put it on youtube and i did like 10 episodes of that and i learned a lot i like what to do what not to do and then and i did another show called extreme business builders which was an online uh live uh, kind of show on a webinar where i was interviewing people i was actually showing my students a couple of weeks ago how awful of an interviewer i was and and how long it took for me to actually learn how to interview and stuff like that. Literally, the first episode of Extreme Business Builder, uh, I got online and I had a guest, and it's like, okay, go. And the first <laughs> I was interviewing, it was like, it was like, what, what it? Uh, like, okay, go, like, I mean, like, we are live, go, like, people are watching us live.
1: <laughs> no pre-talk, just go. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it just, I didn't know, right? So I just kind of over the years, like I learned, and then and then, uh, experts marketing cafe, marketing experts cafe, which is the show I'm talking about, like what we were talking earlier today. That was a show in two thousand fifteen. So, a uh, several hour marketing experts cafe was a result of failures of probably eight or nine shows that I ran before Marketing Experts Mm -hmm. Cafe, which was financially very beneficial to me. But then, again, had its own failure in terms of my success. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it was too successful and caused the the rethink about it. And then, now in 2019, we are actually launching another show. And, And, like, between then till now, we had another show called Weekly Business Class. And so, I mean the business of shows I've, I've, I've yeah. tried so many different things I learned so many different things from different ones but then they well, yes, appreciate I think that... about to
1: launch. Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's a lesson in that alone is that, you know, sure. Yeah. One show works and then you stop and you change and you pivot. Like you don't just stick with something for the sake of sticking with it. You know, you learn some lessons, you pivot, you change, you move on, you grow. I mean, I heard Rachel Hollis even speak on stage a few weeks ago too, where she said that, you know, this book that's a huge success, everyone's like, Oh, your first book is huge. She's like, that's not my first book. That was like my sixth book, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah, there's definitely, Something to be said about like keep going, keep trying different things. And so, what sorry I interrupted you about what you're going to say about your next uh, the next show that's coming out. No, no,
0: absolutely. So yeah, so the next one is called Speaking with Iman, but it's called mm. Speaking with one on YouTube, and we're not going to name it Speaking with one on podcast. And the reason for that is because podcasts uh, like when you are promoting something on YouTube, is very different. The, the algorithm, some of YouTube is different. I mean, people don't know that. Maybe people don't pay attention to this. So. Um, YouTube works per video. So when you're uploading something on YouTube, every title of every video is important. On a podcast, the titles of your podcast that every episode isn't as important mm-hmm. as the name of your podcast, as the general name of your podcast. So the name of the show on YouTube is going to be Speaking with Iman. The channel is going to be Iman Guy, but then the show is going to be Speaking with Iman. But then people are going to find every video based on the title of that video, right? Gotcha. But then on the mm-hmm. podcast, probably we're going to name it differently. And the reason for that is because, as I said, like we want to have a show like if people who don't know me go online and see speaking with demand, that's not interesting enough for them to be able to 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 want to listen to it or, or log into it, right? If I was a really well-known person, like if I was, for example, Larry King, uh, the show like with Larry King or Ellen, that would work. But then, but then when you are building your brand, and and you know, even if you're building your brand, I mean, like Gary Vaynerchuk probably has one of these brands on social media right now, and. Every time I talk about Gary Vaynerchuk, probably 60% of the group, people in the room don't know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. So even if you are doing it that way, there is a lot of people who don't know who you are, and even if you are the icon on that. So, uh, I mean, even Tony Robbins, I usually get 10% to 15% of people in the room don't know who Tony Robbins is. And mm-hmm. He's been everywhere for as many, as long as anybody can remember, right? Mm-hmm. And yet there are lots of people who don't know who he is. and so, yeah. yeah, it's so, true. I was
1: at Brendan Burchard's event um, a few weeks ago in California, and he had about 2,200 people in the room, and I think a quarter of the room put up their hand saying they just found out about him within the last 30 days, and they were at a live event of his too, right? So, you know, it just shows yeah. that people are always discovering you, and they're always, you know, <laughs> there's, you've always got new people to talk to. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. That's totally normal. That's, that, that's what it is, right? So that's why it's important that, you know, when you're naming your show for your podcast, you name it for strangers. When you're naming your show for YouTube, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. because every, every video that goes on YouTube, the title of that video, the description of that video matters.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: then the complete name of the show doesn't matter
1: on YouTube. Right. So on YouTube, are you guys focusing on the SEO of each of the titles then? Um, Absolutely, the, SEO, topic, the yeah. titles,
0: descriptions, and and also there is a community. There is a huge community part of YouTube, so that the collaboration with other YouTubers is really important mm. on YouTube, um, and that's one of the things that people don't know. For example, if uh, if there is another YouTuber that is in your own genre and and people search their name. Uh, would be really amazing if you go and do a video with them in collaboration so you can have their name your youtube YouTube title and so when people search for that person they can find your video and kind of automatically youtube brings your show as a as a recommendation for people who are watching that person so then cross um, promote yourself through other collaborations with other youtubers and Lots of stuff like that. We are actually having another show coming out called Hopes of Humanity and um, that's um, kind of like doing kind things in the world and, recording mm, cool. and stuff like that. So yeah, so anyhow, so that's that part of like uh, collaboration becomes a very big part of building that um, relationship and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, and that same strategy you can use in um, podcasting too because when you go into the podcasting for um, our listeners that don't know when you go into the podcasting thing pod, uh, on apple they will also recommend other shows that your listeners also listen to so some of our clients have been really smart with that where they've gotten and that's where they found all their guests so they've gone on to all the other people who have the same audience as them and interviewed them on their show and brought them on so those would be the smart people to interview In between you being the expert on your show if if you're going to have interviews at all but I do like so Mon. when you're I'm thinking about creating a podcast um this time around are you doing um like each episode is going to go deeper into the same topic or is it kind of like a broader topic overall and then each episode uh narrower uh, on the same subject
0: so uh, the, um, the episodes, some of them are going to be Q&A sessions mm, gotcha. about a particular topic. Some is going to be me teaching about that particular topic, and a few episodes will be me interviewing other experts, mm. but then very few episodes going to be interviewing other experts, and mainly mm-hmm. it's going to be me teaching and, um and building the show. And and that's for speaking with Iman episodes. Mm-hmm. And um then there hopes of humanities or all uh, collaboration i like it. it's a whole different format it's not for experts uh, yeah. it's not yeah. it's not for this space at all
1: so yeah. It's a passion really project for you. I'm sure that one. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Amon, for coming on today. You've given us so many great nuggets of um, your story alone is just so inspiring and so many great nuggets of things that have worked for you in the past, things that we should you know, think about adding. Guys, don't forget that call to action at the end. So important. Go back and rewind the podcast. Listen to exactly what Amon said and it worked for him and it's really great. And so I love the idea, too, of focusing more, being specific about you know your topic and not trying to be the the everything to do with marketing person you know being specific about what you talk about too and helps you in the back end fulfill those programs and services so Mon, thank you so much we look forward to your new podcast coming out we'll put links to it in our show notes and also uh, where can we find out more information about you how to work with you uh,
0: actually, um, all my information can be found on my blog, which is imanagai.com. And agai is A-T-H-A-Y and iman is I-M-A-N. So it's I M. A N A G H A Y dot com. A Y dot com. Having a very unique name is good and bad at the same time, right? Because like nobody else in the world is called Guy, And um and yet like people who are looking for Imana Guy have a hard time finding Imonagai.
1: Right. <laughs> at least your domain was available. Mine is still yes. not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> too many famous Abrahams out there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well thank you, Iman. And I'll make sure I link the uh your website too into our show notes so people can find you if they uh, cannot figure out how to spell it. (laughs) So thank you so much. We'll look forward to chatting with you again. And uh, okay, everyone, make sure that you go and take a look at what Aman is doing over on his blog, Amanaguy.com. And we look forward to seeing you on our next episode. Thank you, family, for joining us on this adventure. If you're ready to share your message with the world, head over to
0: mypodcastcoach.com download your free podcast launch plan. And head over to iTunes to like, subscribe, and review so we can spread this message. Until next time, be your own unique genius.